Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for being with me today in our Bible reading plan. And for this devotion, we are in the fourth chapter of the book of Esther as we continue looking at this, this story. Uh, while you're opening your Bible there, and, and hopefully you've already read this chapter. Remember, that's what I urge you to do is always read the chapter first, write in your own journal what God is showing you, speaking to you, and how you're going to respond to it. Then watch the video of this devotion or listen to the podcast of this devotion. I want to remind you before I get started that uh, this Sunday evening, 5 p.m. in our worship center is our leadership rally. And we'll also have at the end of that a, a special time of, of covering our campus and our ministries in prayer. So I encourage you to be here for our leadership rally this Sunday evening, January 7 at 5 p.m. in the worship center. You're going to hear a powerful personal story that all of us need to hear. So please be here. All right, Esther chapter 4, when you read this chapter, the reality is that Esther, Mordecai, and all of the Jewish people are in real danger of annihilation. They are in a tough spot. And on the surface, it seems that Esther, as the new queen, is in a position to help the Jewish people because she is Jewish as well. Uh, but if she takes the initiative to help the Jewish people, She's at great risk, and this is you know, explained in the chapter. So there's danger for her uh, uh, if she tries to do anything. And so with that backdrop, what really spoke to my heart and stood out to me are a couple of thoughts found in verses 13 and following. So let's look at that together, and then I'll share with you devotionally what spoke to me. Chapter 4, starting at verse 13, Mordecai and Esther through uh, a eunuch assigned to serve her, her are having this back and forth conversation about the situation. And in verse 13, Mordecai told them to reply to Esther. Here's what I want you to tell her. Do not imagine that you in the king's palace can escape any more than all the Jews. Mordecai is essentially saying, Esther, this, this king's decree to execute all the Jews on this certain day just because you're the queen and you're in the palace, don't think that will not apply to you that somehow once it's discovered that you are a Jew, that you will escape. You need to be aware of that. Verse 14, if you remain silent at this time, if you don't do something to help, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, from somewhere else, someone else. And you and your father's house, your family, will perish. And who knows whether you have now have not attained royalty. You've become queen for such a time as this. Then verse 15, Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go, assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa, which was where the palace was located, the capital, if you will, of the, of the uh, Persian empire, and fast for me and do not eat or drink for Three days, so it's a three-day fast from food and drink. Uh, nine or day, 24-hour day, three-day fast, total fast. I and my maidens, those who are serving me, also will fast in the same way. And thus, I will go to the king, which is not according to the law, 
And if I perish, I perish because it's explained earlier in the chapter that if anyone approached the king to ask for something without him first having asked them to come into his presence, they were at risk of being executed uh, unless he gave them um, grace in that moment. So Mordecai went away and did just as Esther had commanded him. He got himself and the other Jewish people to fast for three days. Now, the two thoughts is the importance of the role of prayer and fasting. Uh, When making big decisions, when there are great needs or great risk, burdens on your heart, dangerous times, whatever it happens to be, uh, there are many examples in the Bible, including in the life of Jesus Christ, uh, periods of prayer and fasting. And one of the tragedies in American Christianity is that we have lost uh, an understanding of the value of fasting and prayer as well, but especially fasting. And many of us struggle to know how to practice those disciplines. And let's just be honest, we don't do it. But fasting and prayer, wow, so powerful and so important. And here they were going to do that for three days before Esther would approach the king and try to save the Jewish people. A lot of times we get mad because God doesn't do something and all we've done is spent 15 seconds praying a quick prayer. No fasting, no praying, no seeking God. And yet we demand of God. In January here at First Baptist, we're asking everyone to take one day every week this month and fast and pray. doesn't have to be the same day each week. You may fast on Monday one week, on Thursday another week, but we're asking each of you to take one day. You choose the day each week this month and spend that day fasting and throughout the day pray, praying for people who are far from God, to be saved, praying for yourself to have the vision to see opportunities and the boldness to seize those opportunities for gospel conversations, for inviting people to church. Pray for people to be saved. Fast and pray one day every week this month because remember, our theme is Jesus is too good to keep to yourself. And if you've been keeping Jesus to yourself, you've not been inviting a lot of people to church, sharing the story of Jesus with people, I need to ask you, do you really believe that Jesus is too good to keep to yourself? So fast and pray that you become someone who talks about Jesus to lost people. Fast and pray for people to be saved. The second thing, not only the importance of fasting and praying, But the second thing is in particular in verse 14 where where Mordecai sent the word back to Queen Esther that if you remain silent at this time, you don't speak up and try to help the Jewish people. Um, Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. If you don't do what God has put you in a position to do, guess what? God will cast you to the side and find somebody else who will do what needs to be done. 
God will not be controlled or manipulated by any of us. And then he says to Queen Esther, you and your father's house will perish. In other words, if you and I are not willing to obey God and do what he calls us to do, God will find someone else to do his bidding. And he may just, he may just allow us to suffer the consequences of our disobedience. So you and I should be praying, fasting, obeying, even when it's risky, even when it's challenging, praying, fasting, and obeying because God will not be held captive by us. If he has to, he will cast us aside to find people who will obey him, who will pray to him, who will fast to him. God will always have a people. The question is, are you and I going to be among them? Esther, yes, it's dangerous. What are you going to do? And she says, okay, I'm going to obey God. But before that, we need to pray and fast because we need the power of God, the hand of God. This month, pray with us and fast with us for the hand of God to be upon us and to be upon you as you obey King Jesus. Hey, God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow as we look at Esther chapter 5 and then Sunday as we gather to worship Jesus and also resume our life groups for 2024. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.